Is there not an entire section on this subject? No, yes. I may have changed my mind in the meantime on that, so it's unfair. I may have, I may have changed my mind about Mithra, for example. Is, is, your, is your book for sale about it? Yes, sir. What have you ever asked God for forgiveness? <laughs> I'm not sure I have. I just go and try and do a better job from there. I don't think so. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Let Me Tell You, episode 49. I am your host, the Evangelical Norm. We are going to jump into what was pretty much a, a crazy week up and down with all kinds of stuff in politics and culture and just the news in general. So we're going to, we're just going to jump right into it. And we're going to just start out with the coronavirus. The coronavirus has become the newest in the long line of things that is going to kill every single one of us. Um, <clears throat> so worse than SARS, worse than Zika, worse than West Nile, worse than you name it. I mean, we've, we've gone through it. I mean, it's all over the internet and YouTube and, or not YouTube, but, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all the memes are there. You can see where of all the stuff that we've already survived. I mean, I've, I've been through at 45 years old. I've gone through about 30 some odd, if not more end of the world things that were just going to kill us all. <clears throat> you know, net neutrality was going to take us all out. And, Y2K and blah, blah, blah. And again, coronavirus, don't get me wrong. People are dying of this. And it's a tragedy where in China and Russia and whatever, wherever, all these different places, we've got um, one death reported in the United States. One right now, so far, one community infected where we don't know where it came from it, it they didn't weren't connected to a flight from china or anything like that um and somewhere around 80 or so people that are quarantined in the united states so the media of course is making this so much worse than it is and then the fact that within you know trump came out and he he gave a a did a press conference in the, at the white house and assigned Mike Pence and some people to oversee the coronavirus and everything that, that we are doing with it. And people are, again, they're losing their minds. No, Mike Pence is not a doctor. Yes, maybe Ben Carson could have been somebody that could be involved in this. And I don't know if he's part of the group. I, I would imagine he is. He's part of the people that are, are looking into this and so on. But Mike Pence is the vice president. And it makes sense for the president to put him in charge of, of heading up this group and, and so on. I mean, that's his secondhand man. He's the guy he wants around. It doesn't mean he needs to be a doctor or anything else. He just needs to coordinate the, the doctors, doctors and people who are underneath him who are handling this situation. And they're blowing it out of proportion. People are literally blaming Trump for this. 
uh, it's you know so many things I've I've seen politicized on so many levels. It, this is it's being blown up to get apparently the protesters are off the streets in Hong Kong because they're afraid of this, and they're talking about that it's a uh, fabricated virus. I don't know. It just this does not concern me as much as some other things have concerned me. I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about dying from coronavirus. I'm not worried about my daughter dying from coronavirus. You know, I did make a joke the other day. We we got something in Amazon or something, and it had some uh, bubble wrap. And so, of course, my daughter is popping the bubble wrap. I was like, remember... The air inside that bubble wrap came from China. (laughs) Might want to put a mask on. So, um, but yeah, this is, it's not the big deal. Again, within a month, two months, it's going to run its course. It's going to be off the radar just like everything else was, just like Zika was. Swine flu, bird flu, you know, whatever, guinea pig flu, you name it. I mean, we've seen it. It's come, it's gone. Can I change my opinion on it given, you know, in the, in the future, depending on how it goes? (sighs) Yeah, I could, I could change my opinion if it, it suddenly does get worse and takes a, but I mean, for the most part, people have, have gotten it. It's, it's a severe cold. It's, you know, yeah, it's like anything else. Old people, young people who are, don't have great immune systems and so on are dying from this. And it's a tragic thing. But for the general population, this is this is not something that is, you know, going to kill us all. It's not something that we need to go clearing the shelves. I mean, even, uh, you know, Bill Polt or Pulte or whoever the guy um, that gives away money on, on Twitter and give me any money yet. I, I'd like a little bit. Um, you could sponsor my podcast and, and pay me to, to do this. And so I don't have to go to work. Um, but he's even talking about giving people money to prepare for the coronavirus. This is not a prepper situation. This is not where we need to be getting food storage and, and water storage and, and so on and quarantining ourselves this is going to blow over like anything else has. And, you know, we'll be on to the newest thing in the news cycle by the middle of next week, or maybe even the middle of this week, who knows. But so there's my opinion on the coronavirus. Is it horrible and sad that people are dying of it? Absolutely. Is, am I horribly concerned about it? No. I'm going to get up, I'm going to go to work, I'm going to do what I do day in and day out, and I'm not going to let this cause me to lose a moment of sleep at all. Like, swine flu didn't cause me a moment of sleep, West Nile virus doesn't cause me any to miss any sleep. I mean, we still get cases of West Nile virus here in Utah from time to time. Every time you know we get around the spring and mosquitoes start to bite, we get people who get it. Majority of people make it through. Some people die. Some people you know, sad, but it's life. 
I mean, that is that is part of living the human existence is there is sickness and disease and stuff. And there's things that are going to come along and kill some people. And we're going to find cures or vaccines and stuff like that to, that are useful for it. But in the meantime, we have to continue to live. And we can't let this be something that just causes us to go into our bunker mentality and freak out and, you know, go clear off the shelves at Walmart or the local grocery store. This is not something that should cause panic. Can we pray about it? Absolutely. Pray that that it moves on, that we don't get it, that it doesn't become a huge thing. Absolutely. Praying about it, all that stuff, that's great. Panic? No. No, there is no need to panic over the west or the corona coronavirus um you know is it appropriate to make jokes i've made a lot of jokes about it i talked about you know getting coronavirus and then going and find somebody that's got lyme disease and yeah so the jokes are there the memes are there i didn't survive all those uh, you know uh what, what was the one i didn't i haven't survived 10 years of of casa bonita food to be taken out by a virus named after a uh, light beer Right. I mean, this is not a panic situation by any means. So step back, say your prayers, wash your hands, wash your hands again. That, that's probably my favorite meme that has come out of this is you don't need a special occasion to wash your hands. Y'all, you should be washing your hands every day, multiple times, everything right all the time. We don't need diseases to be coming around to, to remind us that we need to wash our hands. Wash your filthy hands. There, there, there's norms, bit of advice to avoid the coronavirus and everything else. Wash your hands. And with that, let's move on to uh, our news of politics. Hey, guess what? After, I should have put up the other little meme picture I had, but I didn't get it. After three runs of president, Joe Biden finally won a state. <laughs> Literally, Joe Biden has been in primaries to run for presidents three times in his political career. And he has never won a state in a primary until today when he finally took South Carolina. This is a good thing. <laughs> I really see. Not a good thing in the fact that I don't think Joe should even be in this race. I don't, I, I, I don't know if he's got the early onset of Alzheimer's or dementia or something. And I don't even know if it's early onset. I mean, Joe is almost 80, over 80. I, I can't remember how old he is. I should have looked up. Let's, let's just let's take a look. Let's look up Joe Biden. Live podcasting, y'all. We, you know, all the uh, the prepping that I I do for this. He is seventy seven years old. Would have been same same age as my dad would have been. He had not passed away when he did years ago. So I don't know that I would call it early onset dementia. Joe's seventy seven years old. My grandma was younger than that when dementia set in. But, I mean, half the time, Joe doesn't seem to know where he is. Last week, he didn't know what he was running for. He was saying that he was running for the Senate. Um, he's just said some outrageous 
weird stuff. You know, converse at a, a rally starts talking about whether or not you know a woman has the right to take her clothes off and can be arrested for indecent exposure, but you can't touch her. What did that have to do with anything, Joe? So I'm I'm glad that somebody has 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 kind of knocked Bernie down a notch, because that the fact that that likely the Democrat Party is going to nominate a a not even a socialist in disguise. I mean, this guy is a loud and proud socialist. And I'm really glad that Joe kind of knocked him down a notch. But again, I don't know. I don't know that any of these guys are going to beat Trump. And not that I'm a huge Trump fan. Y'all know I'm not a big fan of the Donald. But at this point, given the alternatives... I would much rather have Don in office doing the things that he's doing, good and bad, because he's done a little bit of both. But beyond any of these guys, just the 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 field that, that the left is, is provided. And again, I would never vote for any of these guys anyway. As long as the Democrat platform is what the Democrat platform is, I will never vote for a Democrat. Ever. You won't, it will not happen as long as their views on religion are the way their views on religion are, their views on gay marriage and their view on abortion. I'm not a one issue voter, but I mean, abortion is enough, but everything else that they, they have in their platform is enough to say that I will never vote for a Democrat. I abstain from time to time for voting for Republicans. I'm not just going to go vote for Republican. You know, I didn't vote for the president in the last election. I don't know that I'll vote for the president in this election. If Bernie is a guy, I may have to. Just because, I mean, not that I think that Utah would ever go blue. I don't think there's ever a, 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 a worry of Utah voting in and anybody Democrat ever winning the, the state of Utah in a presidential election. But, so still, I mean, I probably won't. I, I don't agree with Trump on a lot of things. I don't like the justices that he's put in place. I definitely, my straw that broke the camel's back is the same as most people. The grab him by the woohoo, right? That was what caused me not to vote for this man. And so, but again, given who is going to come out of the Democratic Party, it's likely going to be Bernie. I don't think Joe is going to stay in for much longer. I mean, he won South Carolina, so that's changing the dynamic a little bit. It gives him a little momentum going into Super Tuesday. He may win more. It, I could be wrong. I've been obviously been wrong before. I was the guy that said Trump would never be the nominee. But I don't think Joe's going to get it. I think Bernie's going to end up with it, which is scary. But I don't think any of them can beat uh, Trump. So, but, I mean... Props where props is due. Joe, you finally won a state. Dude, uh, take some ginkgo biloba. Do some brain exercises. Something to get your mind right, dude. Because, I mean, I would prefer Joe Biden over Bernie Sanders as a nominee from the Democratic Party to give a little bit of faith in this country isn't going completely full socialist. I mean, I'm, I'm watching people try to explain their support for Bernie Sanders, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. If your statement of, 
I support Bernie Sanders isn't immediately followed by I'm not good at math, I can't trust you because there's no way that he can pay for what he wants to pay for. And you keep thinking, and I saw a great thing today about I pay $165 to pay off my, my student loans in 10 years from now. And yet Bernie wants to, to give them to me for free, but it's going to cost me an extra 400 and something dollars a month in taxes. That's reality. Anything that he wants to give for free is going to come out in, in taxes. Anything that the government has to pay for, you're ultimately going to pay for it. You're not getting your, your student loans forgiven. It's going to come out in your taxes. You're not getting free health care. <clears throat> it's going to come out in your taxes. And it's not just going to be the top 1% or 5% or 20%. It's going to, it's going to trickle down into everybody's taxes are going to increase if Bernie is able to do the things that Bernie wants to do. That's a horribly scary idea. So, again, I don't think he has, I don't think the American, uh, anybody in America is going to allow a socialist to become our president, not yet, but we are moving that way. We have got to get the, the education of our young people to the point where, obviously, they don't know what socialism reaps or what socialism sows, you know? They don't. They do not know, obviously, or else they would never. This guy, this guy should not even be a name in contention. This guy should be ridiculed into obscurity, literally. And I'm, I, I, I'm the guy that I don't like the name calling. I don't like anything. But anybody who thinks that they can make socialism work. Does, has not looked at history. I mean, the things that Bernie has said, I mean, okay, the, the Castro regime had a great literacy program. How many people did he murder? I don't care how many people you, you teach to read when you're killing other people. Change my mind. Right? So, again, congrats, Joe. I hope you do let better. I hope you get the nomination and then you have to drop out because of how your, your mental capacities are gone and we can move on with the next four years and then hopefully get a right thinking, con true conservative Republican in the office of president at that point. But the one thing that we do have, and, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit as we see, Joe got 50 per, almost 50% of the vote. Bernie down at 19. Tom, Tom Steyer at 11. And Mayor Pete at 8% of the South Carolina uh, primary. And that's what we're going to talk about the rest of this time. Because, again, we've talked about it before and we'll talk about it. Getting that low number in South Carolina, Pete has... Thank God uh, suspended his campaign for the presidency, but not before this. I mean, we've dealt with some stuff we've talked about. I mean, Pete's been or lecturing us on morality. No. Lecturing us on what Christianity is. No. 
you know, again, my, my cousin support was supporting Pete Buttigieg saying he was, he was a man with integrity. Look, if you're going to claim to be a Christian and then you're going to live in open rebellion to the teachings and tenets of Christianity, that's not integrity. Sorry, Matt. This man is a liar, a charlatan, and not a, a good candidate for president. No better than Trump, no worse than Trump, but still. There's no integrity behind this man. He is, he is claiming to have a religion and he's just fabricating his own. He's making it out to what he wants it to be. And this is the most disgusting, the most disgusting. This is a nine-year-old boy that came out, I think in Denver or something, at a, a, a campaign stop and came up to ask a question and wanted him to help him come out. This nine-year-old boy has no idea what his sexual orientation is. He doesn't even have the right hormones yet to, to have any kind of, you know, he should still be in the state of girls are ugly. This is, this is something that's coming from progressive parenting, from poor parenting, from just bad culture. And I find this absolutely disgusting. And this may be what finally gets me kicked off of, of YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and everything because this is wrong and evil. And I'm going to I'm a call you on it day in and day out, Pete. You are not a Christian. You are foul, disgusting. Someone who needs to repent and put their faith in Christ is what you are. You are not a Christian. You are not doing this young man any favors. Literally, I mean, I saw something that said that, that you know, he, I can't remember. But based on what scripture says, this man should have a millstone. It would be better for him to have a millstone tied around his neck and thrown into the deep. than what he's going to face if he does not repent and turn from this sin and put his faith in Christ. Because when the day comes and he has to stand before his maker, if he does not do that, it is going to be far worse for him. You know, woe unto those who causes any of these little ones of mine to sin. He is, he is walking this child into sin. Telling this little boy that the that, that sin is, is a good thing. And it is not. Pete, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should have stopped and looked at this boy and said, you don't know what you're talking about. It's not brave. This is just dumb. This is something that your mom or your dad or somebody has put you up to. But at nine years old, I mean, I, I wasn't even liking girls at nine years. Well, I guess I did at a point. But I mean, at nine years old, I didn't know. There was no way I was able to say whether I was gay or straight or whatever. At nine years old, I, w I was just wanting to go out and play with my G.I. Joes and do the things that, that we did. You know, running around. And yeah, there was there was bad influences for, for me. My I mean, I had seen porn and all that stuff already. And I knew it was wrong. This is just, I mean, this boy's hormones are not developed. None of this stuff. 
This is this is sickening to me. And it makes me so glad because I did say, and I said it, and I stand by it. If this guy were to have have been the Democratic nominee, I could see a whole lot of left-leaning, poor theology, uninformed Christians, Christians who don't really know what their their the teachings of the Bible are, supporting this dude. And that would be just bad news and so thank you Pete for seeing the light and dropping out of the race and I hope that at some point in time you will really truly read the word of God not that I really think Pete Buttigieg is going to watch this but hey you never know what God's going to do I hope that you will read the Bible that you will look at what it actually says not what you want to read into it. Not what Matthew Vines has lied about and what Vicki Beechings has lied about. That you will truly look at what the word says. And it says that your lifestyle is an abomination. That your lifestyle is a sin. And that if you continue on in this, then if you die in this sin, that you will die and go to hell. And that is not what I want for you, Pete. I would love to see you repent of your sin, turn from your evil ways, from the the sinful desire of the flesh, and follow after Christ. If that means being celibate, if that means finding a woman to marry, because you're not married to that man. What you have with that man is not marriage. It does not meet God's definition of what marriage is. I don't care what the state calls it. It is not marriage. And neither one of you are worthy of the title husband. You're not. Neither one of you. Repent. Turn from your sin. Follow Christ. And reach out to that young man and give him the same advice. Young man, you you do not want to be brave and be gay because it's a sin. And you're nine and you don't know. And whatever whatever would be happening to you would be abuse at this point. There you go. Remove me from my platforms. Take away my Twitter accounts. You know, fire me. Take away my birthday. Whatever. But that is what it is. And I stand by it because it's stated in the word of God. Pete is an evil man. Not a man of integrity. Sorry, Matt. wicked sinful individual who needs to repent and put their faith in Christ please do that Pete I hope you get I hope somehow someone gets to the you and convinces you of that because more than anything else my concern is for the state of your soul the state of this young man's soul Because the more and more they put people like you out there in front of these young people who are so impressionable, more and more of this crap is going to happen. And more and more damaged young people are going to come out. There you have it. So, the week that was... 
looking forward to the week to come. We'll see what Super Tuesday has for us, and uh, and we'll find out where Joe and Bernie shake out things and see how many more people uh, get shaken off of this this campaign. And I I fully see Klobuchar and Steyer's got to drop out soon. I think we're going to come down the stretch. It's going to be Biden, Warren, and, and Bernie. The rest of them are going to you know, drop off like flies like Pete did, um, and so on. So we'll see. It's going to be another exciting week in, in politics and, and culture and so on. Um, so as you go, wash your hands, wash your hands. And, uh, and as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until uh, next week, Soli Deo Gloria. Thank mm-hmm. you.